All right, welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot. Um, what's starting to turn into a trend, we actually have a guest with us today. Um, <laughs> a big blast from the past for me. Uh, me and Raf were in school together, God, forever ago, sixth grade, I think, was the yeah, last, yeah, last grade we were in together. Um, so I guess to start off with, Raf, uh, give us a little background. Obviously, we focus mostly on sports here, but... Uh, give us a little background on your teams as if the picture doesn't already tell us, but. Yeah, so, um, well, you know, childhood was in the mountain states, so, you know, I got the Rockies and the Avs. Um, it was always the Niners, then, uh, like, moving around everywhere, but high school and college was in Tampa. So, you know, the Rays and Lightning. And the bucks grew on me a little bit there um so now it's like it's, it's a bunch of mix especially with being back in montana so yeah and then the grizz, the grizz for college but you know fcs they're all important <laughs> i guess i think i think bill's just happy not seeing a, a broncos jersey yeah up there, so. when i saw that colorado rockies <laughs> shirt i was like oh boy Hope there's not a. The abs. Okay, <laughs> I'll let that pass. But uh, all right, so uh, we got a little background, I guess, there for Raf. But I know the first thing I really wanted to dive into. Um, obviously, Bill, I talked to you a little bit about it, but uh, just the passing of John Madden. Um, I mean that the the impact that he had, obviously, from the game of football, but all the way down to every little kid sitting on a console somewhere. I mean, everyone knows that name. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were, I guess, or any memory you have of John Madden that sticks out because he's, I don't know that, I would not say that he's done the most for anyone as far as, or has done the most for the NFL, but I can't say that anyone's done more than him, if you know what I'm saying. I feel like he's done as much as anyone else in the history of the NFL. So um, that was a big loss, obviously. Bill, I know he's got a, a sweet spot in your heart. but Yeah, uh, Raph, I'm going to have you go first because yeah, absolutely. I think with with connection to my team, obviously I've got quite a bit I want to say about him. So, Yeah, okay. So, I mean, if you hear his voice, that it's it's NFL you know, it's football. Like, it's got to be the most recognizable voice as far as football is concerned. Um, as far as, you know, the football, computer game, video game stuff, Joe Montana Sports Talk Football, Sega Genesis, uh, that, that's <laughs> me. <laughs> that's kind of where it stopped uh, and started. I love so. it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, yeah, his voice is so iconic. It's It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything, even like the, I always laugh because of like the tough actants and acted commercials. Yeah. Um, I mean, his, his voice is so iconic and been used in so many different venues. Um, I mean, for me, I, it's not even a specific, um, I guess, moment, but you can't talk about him without talking about the drawing board. And oh, yeah. I mean, the, the things, the, the one I saw after he passed that made me, you know, kind of remember back to just the crazy shit that he would do. But um, I think it was Troy Aikman he was making fun of. Yeah. 
the lack and of facial hair that he couldn't grow facial hair so he started drawing in sideburns and a mustache <laughs> and like it's like his pen there was nothing off limits and yeah. the lines would get so crazy but at the same time like i do feel like he made the the game more accessible and um you know exciting from the booth there's there's a whole generation of you know kids like you were saying that that voice is will forever be tied to the nfl so i know that's my biggest thing i guess is just the scribbles the the funny thing to me is like how many kids these days won't even know that he was a coach or a broadcaster like the only reason they're going to know the name madden is because of the game. game and like he hasn't been in in the game for what the last 10 15 long years time. it's been a long time um and that's that's the thing like obviously he came up with the raiders as as their head coach coached there for 10 years never had a losing record uh oversaw some of the most successful football that we've had and really i mean we haven't really returned to that level other than tom flores that succeeded him uh, so like all the all the positive raiders memories for me are not even me watching it just going back and watching the old film of of back the back in those days so uh and yeah i mean 10 10 winning years in a row we have we've had one winning record or one winning season since 2001 so i, I think we could use madden back back on the sidelines maybe we could try out one of his sons or something i don't know but no for me i mean i played every I've literally played every year of Madden since the very first one. And like, I still play it almost once a week, at least to this day. So it's, it's obviously been a, a big part of me, my childhood and, and even now into my thirties playing that game. So I, I will definitely miss him. And I, the reason I was actually a couple minutes late coming on is cause I didn't get to catch the all Madden broadcast when they did that. Um, I believe it was on Christmas Day. Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, it was Christmas Day, so I missed that. And then after he passed away, uh, they decided to rerun it. So I made sure I got it in the in the DVR, and I just finished watching it. So obviously that's a, a great tribute to his life. And yeah, like you said, the him drawing on that teleprompter, man. It, <laughs> you, you just see the steam coming off the lineman's head, and he was circling their head now that's how you know oh, they're yeah. playing football right there and then obviously you've got the the commentary where he's always adding sound effects and and everything so he, he oh, was yeah. just Every, a, everything was boom he was just a bigger than life personality and you know he was just a really great guy so nfl's definitely gonna miss him i think he was definitely one of the big ambassadors and in, in getting the league to where it is today like you said i, I don't know if there's if he's done the most for the league, but I, I think you could argue that he has to get it to where it is today. So anything yeah, to add I mean, to that boys? I think, I think everybody put it very eloquently. It's just, I mean, he's up there with the Lombardis. I mean, he, he's in that conversation just because of his impact over the years and he never really left. And I don't know. I think his hall of fame speech had probably, summarizes him in a nutshell i have he's one of my favorite of all time hall of fame speeches yeah um 06 but, wasn't it uh yes right after he, i think it's year after with, i graduated I'm trying to think who he went in with 
but his his speech my favorite part is the when he started talking about how he's never worked a day in his life that he's you know the luckiest person in the world and that's just he was always in a good i mean just super positive all the time and super exciting to watch so i don't know that's that's about all i can say on it he's just a big loss you're talking about his uh post coaching life well, right, right. Because if if you remember, he was always going after the the officials, and if they lost, it was a it was a bad day. So, but for him, according to him, he never worked a day in his life because he was doing what he loved. So yeah. I mean, well, to go from imagine? player coach to broadcasting is you know working for Alvarez. Gross. Can you imagine that? <laughs> like that man knew more about football than I think anyone else on the planet. And so having him just hovering over your shoulder all the time, like there's a, there's a reason he only coached 10 years. <laughs> and I believe that's Al Davis. <laughs> yeah. He probably would have lived another 20 years also had he not coached under <laughs> Al Davis. Yeah. Al was a pretty rough dude, but um, no, I think that's all I, I had on Madden. So if you guys don't have anything else to add, we can move along. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, I, I need to watch it still, but <laughs> oh yeah, you you definitely need to watch it. I like even if you're not a Raiders fan, I feel like everyone needs to watch that likes football. So yeah, um, a couple questions I wanted to have. All right, I wanted to ask you guys, and and that's um, actually let's talk about Wyoming real quick. So <laughs> Wyoming football, as we've already talked the last couple of pods, that they've lost a lot of uh, talent to the transfer portal. Uh, Levi Williams signed with Utah State, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. They're going to face him, yeah. you know, every year. And Utah State ha- is coming off the Mountain West Championship. Um, Wyoming actually beat them, beat them pretty handily, and you know, steal him. But Isaiah Nayor actually got an offer from LSU, so that tells you the, the type of talent that that kid has, and obviously. Would have loved to have him on the team, but excited for him to, to get an offer from LSU, big-time program. So, uh, But the interesting part I wanted to bring up is that I think his name's Tom Tom Berman. Todd Berman is the athletic director of University oh. of Wyoming. Uh, he was on the radio, I think it was yesterday. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but I saw some cliff notes from it. And basically, he said... We need to stop the bleeding, essentially. We can't lose all of our talent to the transfer portal. So we need to take a look at the program and see what's going on to cause that. Uh, And then the other thing he said is we need to be a lot more active in the transfer portal ourselves. We have to use it to to fill up the roster if we're going to be losing talent. So uh, I did see they offered that University of Buffalo quarterback. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but... So they are they are at least looking at the transfer portal. They basically advertised to the entire world that they need a quarterback. <laughs> it was almost like begging on Twitter. Basically just said, We will be active, so and we need a quarterback. So anyone's looking, here we go. But, the, the amount of Uncle Rico posts, Bill, that I have seen hey, in the last You keep month. me out of this. <laughs> oh geez. Um, I guess I'll dive into this one first and then I'll pass it on to Raf, but Raph's going to say, go this, University of Montana. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, this is the one thing that worried me the most about the portal. Um, if you look at most, I mean, obviously, everybody who plays college football, whether they make it or not, the dream is probably to make it to the next level. 
Um, the problem is, is if you look at every NFL draft where anyone from Wyoming has even made it, you know, to anyone's radar, the biggest knock they always have is their competition, limited competition, limited competition. It's not any wonder why these players are wanting to go somewhere else. Um, especially, I mean, you can dive into our playbook and how archaic our approach is to games still. Yes, there's all that, but take it, for instance, you know, going to LSU, the amount of exposure, for sure. But I'm just saying, if they have the opportunity, they're gone. Utah State? Utah State. With our luck, do you know what's going to happen? He's going to go there, destroy. He's going to go to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that's just – it's very frustrating being a Wyoming fan right now because I don't think this is going to stop happening. That's the frustrating Um, thing for me is that – he left for Utah State, and yeah. you know they have an up and coming coach and all that. But that's the frustrating thing for me. It's, it's not like he went to uh, upper echelon program. He went to basically our competition in the Mountain West. Yeah, yeah like a, basically a lateral even, transfer. So. Basically, yeah, basically, I mean, you're not even getting better weather because Logan's as far up in Utah as you can go. It's basically Wyoming weather. It might get worse sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just this is what I was worried about. I mean, this is exactly how I thought everything was going to play out. But I mean, uh, we could be University of Hawaii. They lost yeah, all their players. Fair. Their their own coaches or the coach's son transferred. That's how much he hates. I know. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know. It's just. I mean, it's it's going to be good for players. I mean. Yeah, no, it's and that's it's good for the player, which is awesome. That's but. one thing I'll always be behind is obviously you, you you want the best for the players. Programs will be there no matter what. So if if the I'll players just, have an opportunity to increase their their life or whatever, I'm always for that. But it it definitely sucks being on the end where Bulls running off all the offensive talent and I mean Xavier Balade, that guy. <sighs> I think he was on some some NFL radar at least. Oh yeah. And now they're losing um what's his name? The other running back, Titus Wynn. Oh, he's uh, transferring yeah. too. So it's going to be a, yeah, basically a rough year, our, our starting offense. Yeah, basically. Um, that's like being a Wyoming fan, the biggest fear is always that we would drop a division. Yeah. That'll never <laughs> And happen. It'll never happen, but this is the kind of stuff that is like a little baby step towards that. If we can't keep a program that's competitive, I've got a, I've got an FCS program just right up the street from me, and their their stadium is two concrete slats going up on both sides. <laughs> that's fair. War Memorial is a little bit better than that, and their training facilities are top notch. So. I think I think they'll keep competition there. It's just going to be if Todd uh, Todd Bowles got Raiders on the brain right now. Um, yeah, if Craig Bowl can get an offensive coordinator that can get in there and you know bring it from 1970 to at least 1990, maybe we got a chance. You only, you only need three plays, dude. Yeah, run left, run right, long bomb <laughs> on third and long. There you go. Yes, it works every time. 40% of the time. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So the question I wanted to ask you guys, and Raph, you've got a team that's uh, on the edge of contention there for the playoffs. 
as do I, as does Kyle. So uh, I just wanted to ask, who do you think slips into the playoffs? And then do you have any surprise teams that you think might sneak their way in there? Man, that's tough. This is setting you up for, for the San Francisco 49ers. Super Bowl. Yeah, go go ahead, Raph. Go ahead. All right, well, as, let me see here. As far as, like, surprise teams, um, it's mostly surprise failures this year. Yeah. Like, the the Dolphins' start was really bad with 1-7. and seven. You know, they were, like, 10-6. and six. I thought it was going to be Dolphins and Bills battling out the whole time. Um. And I did not expect the Seahawks to be so bad this year. For sure. Um, but other than that, it's yeah. I guess it's just surprise. Like the Ravens, you know, they've been injury marred, so they're not doing good. I'm but other than that, how well, they've done even with the yeah, injuries. Yeah, yeah. But not as dominant as I thought they'd be. But all the good teams are kind of like the same good teams. From last year, the Patriots are a little surprising with the rookie. Yeah, but I mean, I guess what do you expect? Uh, the Bill Belichick and stuff. So I, I guess they're they're kind of one surprise for me. No, I agree. Do um, you have your your Niners making it into the playoffs? <laughs> I was just gonna ask that. Not because we earned it, but. <laughs> Well, That's a big part of the playoffs, though. You've got Trey Lance. He's probably going to start because Garoppolo hasn't practiced all week. Yep. Just had surgery, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Um, no, he hadn't. They haven't done surgery. Okay. Like, so uh, trying to play and I was like, he's he's got a thumb thing, and they're because like I guess with the thumb tear, like sometimes part of the bone comes off or something. Um. But I I wouldn't be that worried. But then the Texans did really well last week yeah so. they did <laughs> um now i don't know if lance can cut it but he hopefully learn more of the playbook because shanahan likes to be uh overly complicated sometimes yes <laughs> um then i also you know there's that thing with garoppolo when he was leaving the patriots where he knew he was going to be leaving so he didn't want to play anymore because he you know, didn't want to get more hurt. Um, and then with the media, always asking him, like, oh, how, how's your replacement doing? Is he learning everything? Yeah. You know, that's whether, you know, consciously or subconsciously, that's got to wear on him too. So who knows what's really going on with that situation. But I guess we'll see Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And the, the funny thing is, on the, the other side, the AFC, literally 13 of the 15, no, 16 teams are still in the race. Like, you got Broncos, Browns, Steelers, all probably, I don't want to say eliminated, but it's going to be a real tough road. It's a tough road. Uh, you guys have the benefit of, you don't have that eighth loss yet. You've got 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. Broncos, Browns. They're they're sitting at seven and eight, and been telling you guys all year, Broncos ain't shit. No one believes me. Um, I, I guess Broncos are a little surprising because their quarterback situation has been up in the air. Yeah, like yeah. All last couple of years, so for them to do as good as they have been, I guess is kind of surprising. 
Yeah, I'm a big Teddy Teddy fan. So what was it? It was good to see him do well. Was it the first five weeks they were like five and no, they weren't five and zero. No, they they went three and zero. Three and zero. There you go. Yeah, they went three and zero against opponents who were zero and nine. So yeah, yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) They're four and eight since then. So I think as as we've been kind of saying all, all year. I think they're probably a quarterback away from at least competing in the AFC. And obviously being seven and eight, they're still in it kind of. Um, yeah. So yeah, they've been a, a surprise team as to how well they've done, but even that's like everyone else in the AFC is pretty much in the same, yeah, same situation. Um, I think the, the surprising team for me was the Titans especially how they've played since Henry's been gone. Um, I didn't think they were going to hold on to it. And obviously right from the get go at the start of the season, I said, I didn't think they were going to do well because Todd Downing took over as their offensive coordinator, but I guess they have enough talent on, on offense. And then their defense has really been coming along hot uh, to, to carry them through that. So I don't think Tannehill is a great quarterback, but I think he's good enough to, to win with talent around him. So, yeah, he's serviceable for sure. I think they're going to be one of those teams that probably overachieves and then in the playoffs is a quick exit. Um, Bengals have been a, a huge surprise to me. I thought their offensive line was so suspect that Burrow wasn't going to have time, and I thought you know drafting Jamar Chase instead of an offensive lineman was a huge mistake. But obviously he's going to be in the contention for Rookie of the Year on the offensive side if he's not already got it locked up. So no way. Who do you got? Same guy I called at the beginning. Najee. No, nah, he hasn't done enough. <laughs> I oh, he's done too. enough. He's done enough. No one else has. Hey, his offensive line hasn't done enough for him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but, buddy. I don't know. I'm I want to say the Raiders are going to make it in, but I don't see them beating the Colts this weekend and it's going to put them in a bunch of tiebreaker situations. I really think they could beat the the Chargers next week. Chargers haven't been playing well since what middle of the season. Um, yeah. They do have Justin um, Herbert, but what were you saying about the Raiders and the Colts? What was your, I don't think the Raiders are going to beat the Colts this, this well, weekend. Is how certain are we that Wentz is actually going to play? Yeah. He's been in all the meetings virtually, and from the sounds of it, he has no symptoms. So five days would put him at Sunday morning. He could clear before the game. So I think there's a, a good chance he'll play. Um, the Raiders did get a good chunk of the guys that were on the COVID list back already. So they'll be close to full strength. I mean, obviously you've got Darren Waller. He just got put on the, the COVID list, but I think him and – a couple backups are the only three that are on the on the COVID list right now. We got Brian Edwards back, so we should be at pretty much full strength. Colts, I think they got Darius Leonard and all the guys that they said were going to miss this game until the, the protocols changed. So I think it's going to be pretty much full strength Colts against full strength Raiders minus Waller. So. And, yeah, you know, to me, Wentz is not a great quarterback. So... He's usually good for a turnover or two, which could keep him in the game. And, like, 
you know, we haven't made the playoffs since 2016, and even then, Carr got hurt, so he didn't get to play. So it wasn't really a true playoff run for us. So I'm hoping that we can, you know, stumble in backwards, half-ass drunk, <laughs> into the playoffs, <laughs> just so we can get waxed by whoever we play in the first <laughs> round. But that's always how I do it. Right now. <laughs> but Kyle, Kyle, have you eliminated your Steelers yet? Hell no, not ever. Not till <laughs> not till the fat lady sings, bud. Come on, you know how this league works. You never know. Um, Wasn't there a post about Ben singing or something? About what? Ben. Ben singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Ben here in a little bit. Um, I guess I just for my surprises. Um, I have a couple of them. First of all, it's the Bills, man. I am so disappointed. They're coming on. Um, they They're are coming, coming on, but I am very disappointed with how they performed in a few games, obviously. Um, it was a rough, rough stretch there for a few games, and I really thought they would be more dominant this year. Um, I don't know. That's all I could say about that. I hope I they mean, come on strong because I'm still like pushing the for AFC, them. <laughs> say what? Yeah. That's been the whole been. AFC. Like, oh, absolutely. It's, it's nobody been, knows if they want to be good or not. <laughs> it's well, true. Well, and that's that's the crazy thing is even the Chiefs, I'd I'd call them a surprise. Sure, they're where everybody expected them to be. But they yeah, were in like, such a horrible bad. slump at yeah. one point that Two I mean, we were wondering, like, are they gonna make the playoffs? Like this team looks horrible. Yeah, everyone wrote um, them off. Oh yeah, and then they said, you know, hold my beer, but <laughs> um, I don't know. The Colts surprised me a little bit, honestly. Um, I know I agree with you that Wentz is not going to be, I mean, to me, he's like a Tannehill. He's serviceable. Yep. He will do okay, but it doesn't matter when you have that run game. Um, yeah. Jonathan I don't know. They have won. Yeah. They have won some games this year that I never even thought they were going to be in. So, For sure. um, I don't know. They're a big surprise. And then lastly is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, which they're trending to where we thought they'd be. Yeah, but I just, I've never seen a more disappointing um, at home team. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, you're that hot of a team and then you play at home and you lose all your games. Yeah. It's such a weird, it's a weird dynamic you usually don't see. Um, yeah, I was going to say, they were one of my surprise teams, and then the Eagles were the other surprise team, especially the way that they started the season. See, and I was telling you the Eagles were going to do all right. Didn't the, I think the Raiders beat the Eagles, didn't they? Um, or did we lose to them? I don't even remember. I can't even I remember. Like the season has been so long. Oh, yeah. I don't know. If there's. I think we're going to be in store for a whole bunch more surprises. I mean, even when the playoffs hit, I have no idea how any of these teams are going to. Usually, I have an idea of pecking order. Um, I'm still really high on the Rams. I think. Yep. Rafferty hopefully, Rams too. yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm really hoping they get Henderson back um, healthy in a few weeks. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I'm still hoping they push the NFC side, and obviously, I want I want the Bills to go. Yeah. Um, but I think the, God, I, I think have the no Bills idea how they're going to stack at up. the right time because I I really think if they were in that matchup against Patriots, if the weather hadn't have been so awful, I feel like they would have won that game. And obviously, oh, absolutely. 
beat them, put them back in at the end, but they beat them pretty handily for most of that game. Um, and then they got the Falcons. They should beat them. And I really think they're going to they're gonna go in strong to the playoffs. Obviously, losing Tredavious White was not great. Um, but they've had the cornerback step up the last couple of weeks. So, uh, And, yes, the Raiders did beat the Eagles, 33-22. I think that's the last time go. they scored 30 points. No, Cowboys game. But. I just think it's going to be a big-time toss-up. Um, like, like I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals. So they play the Cowboys this week. Honestly, I think it's in Arizona's benefit to lose that game. Um, and that's only because of that home game trend. If they if they're a high seed, they're going to play at home and go out right away. <laughs> I mean, I've been to that stadium and it's great. It is. I don't know. I've just never seen a team in recent memory that was that horrible at home, but also playing that well on the road. It's just I mean, very weird. That's how the Raiders have been. They lose all their games at home and win on the road. I don't know why they got that beautiful new stadium, but yeah, but it's different when you're eight and eight doing it and ten and five doing it. Yeah, like they're a winning team, and still that's such a weird stat line. Well, they're they're, I mean, if they lose against the the Cowboys this week, they have the Seahawks next week. They should win that game. So in theory, you think they'll finish eleven and six at at the worst. So they're still going to be sure. a pretty decent seed. Um, NFC is nuts. How many teams are like have a losing record but still in position to make the playoffs? I guess the AFC is kind of that way too. But I think the AFC it's going to take ten wins and some tiebreakers to to get into the playoffs. I think the NFC you yeah. might see nine and eight or even eight and nine get in. It's not well. It seems like we always have one every year that sneaks in the bottom. So well, and they added that extra playoff team, so that's probably only going to make it worse. Anyway, I think I'm trying to think if there's any other surprise teams one way or the other. Washington-ish. The Saints, but obviously you didn't see Jameis going out right at the beginning of the season. (laughs) Jameis. I had him in the MVP conversations. I know you did. Well, who's playing? Who's playing good ball? He was playing good ball, and then he got hurt. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> he he beat Favre's record, right, with the 30 for 30. Yeah. That's that's not MVP. Like, hey, hey, that was a few years ago. As a he's, as a part-time he's... Bucks fan, um, no. Like, yeah, he, he gets a lot of numbers, but then he also gets yeah. a lot of turnovers because he just throws them up. It's because he couldn't so. see. He got LASIK. That's why I was going with. He's going to set the league on fire. He still had the he still had the butter sauce in his eyes from when yeah. he was stealing all the crab. Hey, he was. A kid. I was. Sorry. I was going to wear kid stuff. I was going to wear my Winston shirt. <laughs> I have a. Uh, we can talk about it. I, I got a um, a Winston shirt that says like Winston Jameis's Crab Shack, and. Uh, <laughs> On the back, it says, I thought you had to buy one to get one free. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. And I wore that to the games in Tampa, so. Yeah, oh, no, I, I love it. I would not be surprised at all if he's the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders next year. Oh, geez. What about Mariota? 
Nah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you want to bring Craig Bolin as head coach, then it would work, maybe. Yeah, that would be. Uh, he'd probably fit in, really. He really would. Just run the triple <laughs> offense and then. Just be you know, more of the same, whatever. And then when he pulls his hamstring in the first game of the season and misses the rest of the year. <laughs> no, I, I really think Carr. Like you said, I, I love Carr as a person. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's not one of those that elevates the team around him, and that's what you need to do if if you don't have a superstar roster built around you. And that's one thing the Raiders have not done in 20 years is, is build a good roster. So he's not going to elevate them and bring them to the next level where they need to be. And I thought things were looking good, and then, you know, we've had the the rug situation, and then obviously Gruden. That's a that's a hard hit, Ruggs. Yeah, Ruggs was, I mean, he was just blossoming into what we thought he would be when, when he got drafted, and yeah, devastating what happened. But, um, but yeah, no, I think the Raiders are probably going to, I think they have to extend him because you're not going to let him just play out his final season. So they're either going to extend him or trade him. And I think one of the places where he could actually succeed and, and have a lot of, uh, a lot of good luck is, is new Orleans because they have that strong defense and then they have some, some good pieces on offense, especially Kamara. Um, so I think that would be a good fit for him. And then obviously if we bring Jamison as a, a bridge quarterback to whenever we can get a, a young quarterback drafted and, and get one trained up, I guess. But I don't know. I mean that that road's not looking very good. I don't I don't really hear that much about any prospects coming up. No. It's it's definitely a weak corner quarterback class from from everything I'm hearing from all the, yeah. the scouts and everything. Um, it's not a strong class. But I mean they've said that before and you've had players come out and just shock the world, you know. I mean I'm not saying it's gonna happen for the Raiders because it hasn't for 20 plus years and we've usually been picking at the top but um i think Jameis could be a solution to just to keep i mean i don't think he's going to do any worse than cars done in terms of keeping us in games and things like that so he could be a, a nice bridge quarterback for two three years even if we have to wait a season to, to draft someone next year um so i don't know I mean, there's a lot of situations that could could happen Obviously, bringing Carr back, it's not going to hurt the team. He's on a, a team-friendly deal for for at least the next year. So, I mean, I see, like, the way you're kind of talking about him, like, you kind of feel like he's like a game manager, kind of like Tannehill cousins situation. I think he's better than them, both of them. Yeah, both that's what I was going to say. But yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like he's he's got a lot more potential than they did or do. Yes. For sure. He's definitely um, in that second group. I mean, I he's say, between those guys and the top quarterbacks, basically. Yeah, he always gets compared to, like, Garoppolo and Cousins and, and Tannehill and that group of, of guys. And I think he's if he's in that group, he's the, he's the top of that group. And yeah. I did, like I said, I don't think he's a top five quarterback. I, I've never said that. That 2016 season – he was looking like he was heading that way, and then he, he had that leg injury and hasn't looked the same since. But I think okay. that's well, a – You know more than I do, but I don't know. 
It kind of just sounded like you were selling him short a little bit. And I, I feel like he's. No, I, I think he could be very successful if, if he had a so team like, around him. But the okay. Raiders have always had, like right now, they have no offensive line protecting him. And then our top two receivers are gone, essentially, because you have Ruggs, obviously his situation, and then Waller's been out for half the season at this point, and he's he's the next target. Renfro's obviously a stud, but who's, who's after Renfro? We got Brian Edwards, which... He's flashed at times, but I think he's got probably 20 catches this season. Yeah. And he's been in the starting lineup almost every game. So <laughs> it's pretty rough after that. So I I think he – and some of that is John Gruden came in after the 2017 season, and he's one of those guys that don't throw a pick. Don't throw a pick. Just keep it in front of you. Dump it off to the run, running back. Live to play another day. So you saw his his passes consistently coming in closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. And this year, he actually has more 20-plus passes than, than anyone else in the league. But I think that's was mostly towards the beginning of the season. So, I mean, lately we've, we've scored 16 or fewer points in, I think, the last five games. So it's been frustrating to watch, but obviously we're, we're winning more than we're losing right now. So <laughs> I guess keep on going with that. I don't know. But, um, Kyle, <laughs> Big Ben, he uh, held a little press conference the other day. Maybe it was today. I don't remember. But he uh, basically said yeah, it was this is probably his last his last home game. Absolutely. Thoughts? I mean, it's. I mean, we. Kind it's of what we all expected. Home. I mean, um, I thought this was going to be his last season for sure. Um, anyways. Um, I don't know. I think it, he's definitely a stealer. That's all I can say is that that speech was definitely a stealer speech. Um, I mean, I've heard people, I know you've heard me talk about it a lot, Bill. I've heard so many people criticize him and Mike Tomlin. And for the life of me, I will never understand how anyone, how any fan base could be upset with a combination like that. that gave you Super Bowls. And I mean, never having a losing season. Not every fan base has got to experience that. Yeah, um, we'll have short memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'm. I mean, I think it was good for him to come out and say it. I'm hoping that it gets the team fired up, gives him a good send off. Um, but at the same time, I think it's mutually beneficial. He's he's destroying his body this season. Um, I think he's played better than people expected him to gave him credit for um, either. I mean, I'm basically just excited for him. I hope, I hope he goes out with a bang and uh, I don't know. Hopefully he gets the, gets the troops riled up and we go out with a couple wins, but. And then I hope you trade Mike Tomlin to the Raiders. Dude, that's what I get. I've heard it from so many people that they're like, we need to fire Tomlin. We need to fire Tomlin. I'm just like, no, I think, I think that guy's a damn saint. Like I cannot yeah. even imagine being in that locker room when he had AB Le'Veon Bell. See, and that's the crazy others. thing for me is that's one of the things he gets criticized for. And I'm like, dude, he kept the ship afloat during that. Yeah. Like what more do you want? Um, I don't know. I I'm a big fan of both anyways, but um I guess back to Big Ben. I just 
I want, I feel like he deserves every bit of this season. Um, I mean, I told you from the get go, I wanted to see him play. So win, lose, whatever, this was his season. Um, we'll figure it out next year. But uh, I mean, I've, I've seen speculation on where he might play next year. If you know, it's not with the Steelers. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to retire a Steeler. Um, but I do think this will, this will be it. Uh, so hopefully he gets one more. One more win against the old Browns for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you think he'd have any interest in coming back next year as a, just as a backup slash mentor for whoever they're bringing in? I mean, you guys don't have I mean, a quarterback room. I do. I do feel like that would be the only way that he would continue to suit up and play is in a role like that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I also think he's probably, he's not, I'm, I was surprised for him to come out and say what he said. I mean, I thought it was all true. I expected it all, but I, for him to come out and give a, Goodbye I'm not going to say a final word, but it's basically saying, yeah, you know, yeah. final curtain kind of thing. Um, I think he'll be done. And I think he's ready to be done. Bad thing is like, if he came back next year, he's still the best quarterback on your roster. Oh, absolutely. You make a trade or something. I've seen a lot of no. speculation Russ to Pittsburgh, which I think football wise, it makes a lot of sense, but I don't know if that's yeah. where he wants to be, so to speak. Because, yeah, I've, I've seen, I was just going to say the two big names that have obviously been heating up has been uh, Russell and Rogers, but there's so much in play for both of them that I don't know. Speculation is speculation at this point. I, I can't see Wilson on any other team. Like it's like he, they had one bad season. All of a sudden, like oh, it's clear the slate. Well, I mean, I hate the Seahawks, but yeah, like it's no, I don't, I don't think Russell's going to go anywhere. I think he'll be gone because I think really? Carroll's probably going to get shown the door as yeah. well, um, and I don't think he's going to want to be part of a rebuild like. They had a winning season okay, last okay. last year. That makes sense. Yeah. They, they had a winning season last year, and he wanted out. So I think he's really going to want out coming off a losing season and a possible rebuild. So. Well, and that's the thing. Where. And he's not well, playing good football. And I don't know if it's because no. of his finger or, or what's going on, but he's, he's playing some rough, rough football, like the worst I've seen in his entire career. So. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with both those guys. I mean, as, as far as Pittsburgh, they're not going to get anyone, anyone in that, especially Aaron Rodgers type player. They're not going to get anybody to come over if they're, I mean, they're going to have to have a game plan for the line to even get anyone to want to come stand in that pocket. Yeah. And that's, that's um, the thing with the Raiders. No one's going to want to come to the yeah, Raiders. They can't tough. block for car. So it's not going to change for someone nope. else, but that's the thing. We'll see. I, I, did you see that little snippet from Rogers where he basically said he doesn't know if he's going to come back after this season? Yeah, I did. Any typical Rogers? I don't think it means shit. No. It's typical Rogers. Okay. Are you? I mean, look at where he's at. There's no way that dude. Well, he did say any he other go out while he's still playing well. He doesn't want to have to be forced out essentially. And I get that, but. He's not just playing well. They're the number one seed. Yeah. Like, I just, 
what, what I know him as. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just think this is what he does. He's literally in a chess match with their management at all yeah. times. Everything he does is a chess match with that team. Well, he already won that battle because. Well, yeah, but he's not going to quit playing. He That's my thing. Said, is, bring in Randall Cobb or I'm gone. And then they bring in Randall Cobb the next and day. And they wrote a check. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I really do think it's just posturing. Um, I, think or, I mean, done. he's also the kind of player too, like he could literally be doing it just to mess with them. Like. I guess. I just, I mean, it's how he is. He's, he's yeah. never been one to refrain from saying what's on his mind. And. But. I, I can't see him going somewhere else and ending up like in a Brady situation where he can go yeah. win a Super Bowl. So I don't think there's any other team that he can switch to that's like in the market for a quarterback, but also in contention. I'll well, and, it's, and it's going to be say it. <laughs> I knew this is coming. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. They've got well, a good enough defense and they have, look at all their receivers. They got Sutton, they've got Judy. Uh, Noah Fant's actually a pretty good tight end. Like they've got end. weapons. Yeah. They they're also in a similar situation as the Raiders, though they don't have an offensive line. So if if he says, "Hey, get me an offensive line and I'll and I'll come there," I mean they obviously have the salary cap to to deal with there too. But he basically made his contract with with Green Bay that he can opt out. I think after this this season. If he's not yep. traded, or I can't remember the exact wording for it. Well, not, your exact reasoning for the Broncos is actually what the reasoning for the Steelers is. I mean, there's two angles to that. I mean, if the team were to make, and I'm not saying this is happening for the record, um, but if the team were to have a plan in front of him, this is what we're doing with the line. I mean, if you look at the team, running back's not a problem, tight end's not a problem, wide receivers isn't a problem. And that defense is not a problem. The problem is, is that defense is on the field all the time. So if you could literally take the team and only spend online, I mean, obviously there'll be other moves, but if you could bring in some, if you could bring in some big boys, some veterans, and then draft some really good linemen, I mean, you can make the same argument. I, I don't think Rogers is going to suit up in Pittsburgh, but no. um, it's the same argument that Denver could make. Plus, but I also agree with Raph. Like I don't, I don't see him stepping in somewhere and pisses me off about the, the Broncos. Success. Is they basically bought those last two Super Bowls with Manning, or last Super Bowl they had two with Elway? But yeah, that's true. So, like, Elway's whole GM success story has been just courting. Peyton Manning, because literally yeah, every other it's been downhill ever since garbage. <laughs> and, he can't, and he's he can't, he's been moving his way out too. Like yeah, he, left, he left failed control, up. So. He failed up. Yeah, hey, I can't do this job, so let me just be the president uh, and uh, make more money doing less. That's that's great. Yeah, totally sounds cool to me. And then I'll put my face, my ugly horse face, on every billboard you want around Denver. Well, he is a Bronco. What do you want from Jesus. him? Jesus. Yeah, that's a match made in heaven right there. But, um, no, I think, I really think, that's the thing that scares me is if they can get Rodgers, they're probably going to win another Super Bowl. And nothing would make me more sick because, obviously, I hate the Broncos. But I just don't think... Raph, I hate I'm, I hate the Niners too. But 
I mean, hey, that that Bay rivalry. Yeah, that that's going over. away a little bit. <laughs> like we don't play well, nearly as much, but and and it doesn't help with me and Bill's early childhood, especially like elementary school. Basically, there was your oddballs like me and Bill, and then every other person was a Niners fan or a Cowboys fan or Broncos because we're in Wyoming. But I mean, we're yeah, in Wyoming, so so yeah. I mean, that helps some of the animosity I know, especially locally towards those two teams. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> San Francisco's been fun to watch for a lot of years, or at least you know were, and then kind of yeah. had a bit of a resurgence, but. <laughs> Well, I'm still waiting for ours. I mean, my dad, <laughs> my dad got well, to see all the success of the Raiders, got me hooked on them, and they haven't done shit since. So thanks, Dad. Well, <laughs> so so when when was your last real impressive season, Bill? Two thousand one, two thousand two. I mean, we had we went twelve and four in twenty sixteen, but like I said, Carr got hurt in the game right before the the playoff game, so it wasn't even like. A real chance at the playoffs. Yeah, that was a rough go. I forgot about that. We lost to uh, Texans that were garbage with Connor Cook at quarterback. So the the Eagles won a Super Bowl with a backup. Yeah, that's true. But (laughs) it was. (laughs) I don't know if I should say this, but it was. (laughs) Nick, big, big Nick. Oh come on! You love him. Big Dick Nick. That's his nickname. Yeah. Don't know why. That's probably why I'm also picking the, the Bears over the Giants because of him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got a better quarterback situation at the moment, so. You like Absolutely. Justin Fields, by the way? Uh, I mean, that's too early to say, but I'm, I'm just saying with the the injuries that the oh, Bears no. and Giants have at QB right now, like for next week, I'm taking – or this Sunday, I'm taking the Bears, but yeah. Just asking if you like Fields, because I like him. Um, I think he's got upside for sure. I, I think if you get Nagy out of there, he'll do a lot, a lot better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got he got rushed, which sure. you know sucks for him. Um, but I'm not a big Ohio State fan. Yeah. I I don't like Ohio State fans. Agreed. I agreed on um, both levels. <laughs> Um, I, I do like Bosa though. So um weird. <laughs> uh so I mean like I wasn't really I didn't want Justin Fields on the Niners. Yeah. But yeah. you got Trey um, Lance? How are you feeling about him? Um I that's it. Like I don't want him rushed. Like a bunch of Niner fans are like, put him in, put him in. And like like no, like every other rookie this year. Have cost their team like there were like zero and nine rookies like at one point and stuff and like like no he just just let him sit a little bit then put him in like I, I know like Garoppolo is not the long term answer anymore but well and your you know, quarterbacks that can come in and start day one I mean you're talking about like generational talents it, there's very few quarterbacks that have ever successful even the ones that had successful careers had rocky starts. Yeah. Um, I, that's one thing me and Bill have talked about this too. I, it's one thing I absolutely hate about the league is this put them in mentality. They do it with coaches too. I mean, you basically have a two year window to prove yourself. 
um, and you have less time if you're a quarterback um, before you're written off. So I just, for the sake of the kid, man, I hope they give him some time, let him develop. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you end up getting hurt like Robert Griffin and stuff, and then your career just gets shortened way too much. Like, you got to give him time. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, and he, he was rushed into action when Garoppolo got hurt early in the season, and I think he was part of that 0-9, but you also had uh, yeah. Trevor well, like afterwards, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Zach Wilson on the two worst teams in the league. So that's the tough but, thing. I mean, yeah. they, they were the worst teams in the league before they showed up. Exactly. So. And, that's and it's asking thing. a lot. That's like, I still think if – not to bag on your 49ers, but if Alex Smith would have went anywhere else, I feel like he would have had a, a very successful career, especially at the start. Uh, obviously, towards the end of his time in San Francisco, he was playing very well, and you guys started to do well, and then he yes. got hurt, and they said, oh, we like this number seven a little bit better. So, True story. Yeah, like, but, I mean, that's it, like, all the new quarterbacks are like running quarterbacks until they get hurt. <laughs> so, Except Mac yep. Jones. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's, that's Belichick though. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't. And I, I, and all the all the cameras and stuff that they have at all the other stadiums and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, I am also surprised with how well those guys did. But at the same time, man, it, he'll always be competitive. It doesn't matter who suits up with that guy. Well, They're always going to be at least decent. And that's why I wasn't surprised how well they did this season. Not necessarily because of Mac Jones. Like I thought he would do well for him eventually. Not not this quick. But they had all those opt-outs last year and basically reeling from losing Tom Brady. So I, I figured they would have a, a much better season. Yeah, it's a, it's a good – I mean, it's a bit of a statement season, really. So – Speaking of Belichick, what do you guys think about his son? <laughs> um, I mean, he, he, speechless. He's got a lot of mean potential. Yeah. <laughs> I love how um, he's uh... being used in all those gifts for, like, especially around Thanksgiving. Yeah, like that that mullet. Yeah. Has got to go, I guess, if he wants to be taken seriously. But <laughs> I think he's next in line for for the Patriots job. So better get used to him. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that happening, but pretty interesting fella. I, I, honestly, I don't know much about that. Would be crazy. How much he actually does? So you know, cause like, hey. yeah, I honestly, I honestly don't know anything about him outside of memes and pictures yeah. so i think i don't know they're they're at least saying he's running the entire defense but you can't you can't tell me dad doesn't have a little bit of a say yeah no way so, there's no way anyway i think that's all i had other than wanted to bring up a little wild card topic here and that's just asking you guys if there's any good movies games books shows anything like that that you've been super into lately Um, um, I guess I'll kick it off. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Raph. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was going to say, yeah, if Kyle could go first. 
Um, honestly, I haven't watched them yet. Um, I'm a big fan of The Witcher, both the books and the games. So um, the first season was wonderful. I got to watch the second one. Um, and then Wheel of Time, I got to check it out. I'm super nervous about it. Um, I know Raph <laughs> is also. Um, I, it's so exciting to see. I mean, it's like uh, Legend of Driss for you and me, Bill. Like oh, to see him. that make its way to. Have, have you read them? Yeah, uh, most of them. Like, so I, I something like them. that. If they were to make like you know Amazon made a TV show about that, I would be in heaven. But it, I'm so nervous every time because it's. Well, yeah. I mean, even like Game of Thrones, I love the books, but, and it was good for the most part. But then, I mean, it was a big letdown. Um, and I mean it. I get it. Fanboys are like the worst critics ever. Um, and I, I still enjoy stuff. I mean, uh, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I prefer the books, but the movies were still wonderful. Um, but I, those are my two, I guess I would say is Wheel of Time and uh, The Witcher. I need to get caught up on. I mean, so did you like the first season of The Witcher? Because that's the only thing I know about The Witcher is the TV. Um, show. I did. I, I loved the first season. It is definitely not identical to the original storyline um they definitely they, they mixed up some characters and combined some things and i mean there's a lot of differences but um as far as the, the the feel of it i think they did an amazing job and i think henry cavill was lights out um casting because okay. i watched season two and to me it felt just like season one, and I really like season one. So I feel like they really, they, they've got the same essence, whether or not it's the right essence for the books and games. Uh, yeah. but... I mean, you got to let that go to a degree. I'm such a, I mean, I read, I, I love reading. Um, growing up, my mom, you know, being a librarian, obviously uh, had its effect on me. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be a stickler for the books. It's always going to bug me when certain things didn't happen in the movies. But I, I'm glad to hear that. I really need to watch it. I need to get caught. I can't believe I've waited this long to get caught. Yeah, up. and then it's um, been hectic. Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time is my all-time favorite. Um, I, hear I this. just I refinished book one, just like yesterday. I'm like partway through book two. Um, like I've been following uh, Rafe. Don't How do you say too much? I, I'm not gonna spoil anything. <laughs> okay. Um, just like generalizations between the book and the show. Um, he he did make a bunch of disclaimers on like Instagram on his post that like, you know, it's a 14 book series. They're all big books, like any Game of Thrones books. <laughs> There's 14 yeah. of them, and they're trying to do it in as many seasons as Game of Thrones. So. He told everybody, like, we had to make changes. We had to make cuts. Um, for me, with how many times I've read, you know, like, the first six, eight books, probably, like, 20 times each, because I reread them each time a new one was coming out. Um, the, the first few episodes, I was like, what the hell? But there was a lot of good moments where I, I could see where they were going with things. So, as long as you're one of those people that isn't a stickler for, you know, the word by word, I, I think you'll enjoy it. They, 
they also threw in some modern stuff, you know, like the LGB stuff, because Rafe is, uh, he's like gay, I guess. I don't know. Um, so he, he's kind of more sensitive to that community. So, and they're they're trying to get non-book readers, because oh, yeah. that's well, where their audience is going to be at. That's the so problem, too, is I get, you got to accept that that's how it's going to be. I mean... They can't, like you said, they can't carbon copy the books because, my God, there would be, you know, you couldn't yeah, even do a season for a book. I was no, it's you guys. Ridiculous. So <laughs> I've kind of heard the same thing, Raph, that the first couple episodes are not great. And then it, I think everyone consensus was from this third episode on, it's, it's a lot better. Um, I haven't watched any, haven't read the books, which I don't know how I haven't heard Should, of these Bill. books until, like, the last couple months but Oops. i actually but, ended yeah. up there you go yeah they're pretty fat <laughs> but uh no i i actually bought them all on e ebooks whatever on my kindle Good. um so i'll be catching up on that that's but i was gonna ask you guys to avoid disappointment do you guys typically watch the show first and then go back and read the books i mean obviously with wheel of time you said You've already read all the books, so you can't go back in time. But Go ahead, Raph. Give me your opinion. I, I got a very specific opinion um, on this. Well, so I I never knew about Game of Thrones before. Um, then I started reading them. But then also, he still hasn't written the last yeah. book in how many years? Like You feel like he should have done it by now? He's like an Aaron so Rodgers man. He just likes messing with people. He ain't ever gonna write it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I stopped reading it because like if if he's not gonna have his ending, I, I don't want to read a book without yeah. an ending. So I'll yeah. I'll wait till that ending comes out. And like, but but did you already read the or did um, you already watch the series? The Wheel of Time. Yeah, I watched the no, whole no, first no. season. The Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah, I watched all that. Okay, yeah, because and I'm, I, yeah, I, I know this. I don't want to say I'm a like stickler. some people died, some people didn't, but yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. So, but it does bug me when it's like, okay, yeah, when they go off on a crazy tangent from the from the book. So that's where I'm like, do I watch Wheel of Time before I read the books, or because I'm I'm still working on the sort of Truth series, which I also got all those. For a Christmas gift so I'm trying to decide like I started Sword of Truth because I got that one first and then I bought the Wheel of Time stuff so I've, I've got quite a bit of reading to do <laughs> needless to say well and that's a big part of it too I mean it one outweighs the other one extensively I honestly don't think you can go wrong though I mean the majority of things like I said I'm a bookworm always have been um yeah. So the majority of things I've read before they made it to cinema at all, um, with the actual exception of Game of Thrones, I think I was on book four when the show started and I was in the middle of reading other stuff and the show actually surpassed before I finished up to, um, you know, the last book he read, uh, wrote. So, I mean, I've read them all, but I don't think it matters. If you are a, which I know you are and I know you are, if you are a fan of, you know, whether you want to call them fantasy novels, whatever. Um, if you are an actual fan of that 
uh, genre, I don't think you can go wrong because it's a lot of fun to watch the show. I mean, it's enjoyable, it's entertaining, blah, blah, blah. But then to read the book afterwards, your amount of detail and the expansion on the story is so much fun when you, if you've watched the show, you have a base knowledge of things going into the book. So yeah. it almost is like a preface to the story. Um, on the other side of it, if you've read the books and I'm the same way as Raph, I know you are too, Bill. Like when I, when there are books I love, like, you know, the Drist books, I mean, how many of them are there now? It's up to almost 30 yeah. and I've read all but the newer ones, same thing. It, you know, and the old ones probably 20 times. Yeah. Um, you have, you're almost, you know, become, I don't want to say an expert, but like you're so ingrained in the lore that if it were to be a show, you spent your entire time reading these books, picturing it in your mind. It's a lot of fun to see it played out in the cinema. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think if you're actually there to enjoy the content, it doesn't matter which route you go. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I use Star Wars as an example. There's no group of fans I hate more than Star Wars fans. And I absolutely love Star Wars, but they're all absolutely stupid. Yeah. Um, they just, they spend more time hating and trashing on everything than just enjoying the fact that they're still making content. Yeah. So I don't know. I just say, do it both, read it, watch it, whatever. Yeah, that was. I had to leave some Facebook groups just because of <laughs> it hadn't even come out yet, and people were just talking so bad about it. I was like, it hasn't yeah. even aired yet. Just chill. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of like they do miss some small details in here and there and stuff. But um, but yeah, like if you're good at separating them, then yeah. Then, yep, yeah, you gotta appreciate them both for what they are. Yeah, I think I'll stick with sort of truth reading, and then I probably start watching Wheel of Time and just get into that. But that'd um, probably be best because you got a lot of reading to do if you're yeah. gonna jump in Wheel of Time. But I think uh, in terms of what I have, so I haven't really watched any great movies lately. But games, Ruined King, I played that, finally beat it, ton of fun. And that's set in the the League of Legends lore. Oh, uh, never had played League of Legends before, but this is kind of a spinoff from it, so it's got a lot of the characters in it and all that. Ton of fun, and it's it's like one of those old turn based RPGs, but they they put a what? nice spin on it where it it's not it's not boring just doing the same thing over and over. I'll say, uh, and then in terms of shows, Arcane is on Netflix, and that's based off the, the same thing, same League of Legends characters and all that stuff. So watch that. It's only got one season so far, but it reminds me a lot. I don't know if you guys watched uh, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man is oh, yeah. lately. It's got that same sort of artistic styling, so it's just really cool how they've animated it. And It's almost it, like graffiti style. It is yeah, a really cool it, art style. It's a ton of ton of fun to watch, and I, I got super into it. I think I benched it in two days. So you guys should check it out if you haven't already. No, I, I already watched it. And okay. I mean, that's all I know about League of Legends, but yeah. like, it, it's really good. If you I, like I've that heard... and you have a PC, doesn't even have to be a high-powered PC, get Ruined King. I think it's also on Switch. I don't know if you have any games, but taps into that yeah, same. It's just a laptop and a PC. Yeah. 
PS4 right now. So <laughs> PS4 will do it, I think. I don't know if it's on there, but if there it you is, go. you should get it. Um, I think that's all I had. Oh, we we probably should have mentioned at the top that Raph is also oh. doing the picks with us. <laughs> I was going to bring that up, and he's doing quite <laughs> he well. Did. Yeah, he's he's actually leading the league, but a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like handi- but <laughs> I'm going to handicap him by saying he didn't have to go through those first three weeks like we did. So. That was rough. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, yeah, okay. When you don't know what teams are going to do, you pick the Chiefs, and they suck. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. When the whole league decides to suck, it was rough. But no, you've done really well though, man. That's uh, pretty impressive. Yep. Yeah, I just been waiting on some of these COVID tests and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Well, it's, we got to get them in playoff time, man. It's going to be crazy. I mean, there's huge implications. There's games tomorrow morning, huh? Yes. Yes, so there we got to get picks in Wait. by before kickoff. There, there, there I'm are just games sticking with mine. Yeah, yeah they, they moved. They moved the Thursday games to Saturday for the last two weeks of the season. I can't remember who plays tomorrow, but um. I, I thought everything was on Sunday. No. I thought they moved them to Saturday. Yeah. There's... No, like, I, I thought they just, like, forewent Thursday games. No, nah, I only see Sunday games. Oh, maybe. And a Monday. Maybe and one not doing Saturday. Yeah, it's week 18. That's Saturday. They got two games on Saturday next week. Oh, okay. I knew there was Saturday games. I thought it started this week. I thought it did, too. Okay. So, we're good. Just got to pick by. And you won't know. You won't know Wentz's situation until like, Sunday morning, right exactly. before kickoff. But like I'm said, just sticking with my picks, whatever. I think all all things are leaning towards him playing. So I don't know if I'm sticking with the Raiders okay. or not, but trust well, me. I'm oh wait, I did pick the Raiders. I think. Yeah, you did. How's the Raiders uh, like run defense? Um, it's been garbage all year. It's they, so good. They held the Broncos, which were one of the top rushing teams in the league, to 18 yards. So, last couple of weeks they've been doing really well against the run, but they haven't faced Jonathan Taylor either. So, yeah, yeah, he's that guy's been crazy, but <laughs> hell of a season. Yeah. So. Well, I guess we will. Um, we'll see how we got two weeks left to see how this all finishes. We still um, don't have any ideas, so Raph, maybe you can help us pick out yeah. what the uh, best of us three get as a reward and what the worst of the three, which looks like it's going to be John, but he's still not out of strength. Uh, we're still pretty close, so I hope. But yeah, I feel like I'm like one or two games as far as percentage, because it's like it's point something that I'm yeah. like yeah. leading by. So you pull it up. Oh yeah, I mean we're all pretty close, but yeah. Um, not. I haven't had any ideas. I hadn't thought about Sorry, it. Sorry, I put some thought into it. We're looking for some some punishment and I guess <laughs> reward. So it's gonna be hard to like I can't just ship a Raiders jersey to John if we were gonna pick that as the punishment. I mean you can. <laughs> well I, I could, I'm, but that I'm sure like the Rugs way. jerseys are pretty cheap right now. So Yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> No, I Damn. I already have the punishment for him that I I think I would lean towards, and that's I've got a Charles Woodson Raiders jersey, and he's a Packers fan, so I think oh, I would have rough. him hold up a sign saying something like, "Charles Woodson's a Raider, not a Packer," and then wear that silver and black jersey. So, I think that's what I'm leaning towards if John loses, but obviously we need some some input. So, 
All right. I'll, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll try to think of something. But all right. Well, we'll, well thanks for coming on, man. Um, yeah, appreciate. I, it. Sure I'd like on. to see you hop back on. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We'll, so we'll uh, we'll bring you on and chit chat about some things. We can. Uh, I'm yeah, just happy I mean, to see another know. hockey fan. <laughs> yeah. Hockey's right, weird boys. right now. A lot of it people are missing so games. Weird. But. <laughs> All right. Well, have I'm a good just night. glad they're playing. But thanks for coming on, man. Um, I guess for anybody listening, please say the same thing as always. Get your questions in, comments. Um, maybe next season you can jump in and battle Raph to see how we're doing. We'd like to get some more people involved. <laughs> but um, we appreciate it, Raph. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. We'll get you, you on another time. Thanks for coming on. Yep. Have a good night. Yep, you too.